It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time, that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and also now on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, June 14th. And I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell, and I'm coming to you live from beautiful Austin, Texas. And I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here with us to make the show run smoothly as usual. And we have another great program in store for you. Um, And I first want to wish a very happy seventh birthday to our granddaughter, Eva, and a shout out to her brothers, Anthony and Jason, and her mom, Sarah, who are celebrating with her. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined once again from Vashon Island in the Puget Sound by worldwide speaker, blogger, minister, and author of several books, including This is the Life, The Power of Pause, and Sanctuary, Creating a Space for Grace in Your Life, and also the creator of The Sabbath Moment, Terry Hershey. And Terry Hershey joins us this time to discuss finding sanctuary and inner peace to aid us in having compassion for our fellow humans in the midst of this very uncertain, tense time in history. And later in the program, twins Minerva and Ruben will join us once again to check in from the Bay of Banderas, Mexico. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720, or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. And my email address is drmara, D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L. And you can hear this this evening's program again and get the links to any websites that we discuss on the program by going to my website later this evening, and everything will be posted there, drmaracarpell.com. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your golden years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts. And for information from previous shows, to listen to all of the previous programs, Etc. You can go to my website. You can go to that blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can also listen to all of the shows on Apple Podcasts. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we are going to take a very brief break. 
Um, it's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere because when we come back, we'll be joined right here on the phone by Terry Hershey. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us once again on the phone from Bashan Island in the Puget Sound, worldwide speaker, blogger, minister, and author of several books, the creator of the Sabbath moment, and much more, um, Terry Hershey. Good evening, Terry. Hey, hey, hey there. How are you? I realize okay. I have to change. I, I have to change my bio because worldwide speaker has to be worldwide Zoom speaker now. But I exactly. But that's the adjustment. What have you been doing these days now that you can't travel worldwide? Yeah, I know all of the all of those events are and uh, looks like maybe all through 2020. But uh, I am uh, I'm writing um, and I'm uh, I'm gardening. My gardening is thrilled that I'm home. Uh, it's <laughs> been it's been heaven here, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, my my new publishers were getting ready to put out a book in about a month or so, a, a journal uh, that helped people for people to walk through what it means to live present, live in the moment and mm. let that part, of, let that part of yourself be alive and whole and well. And so I'm pretty glad about that coming out. So that'll be great. Oh, I'm excited. I love reading yeah. all of your books. Um, thank you for the the book you sent me. This is the life. Uh, I love that thanks. book. Yeah. It's a, um, the um it's the it's the the knee jerk reaction that that we have somewhere in our spirit that whatever's going on is is not quite enough and i mean even more so um in times when things are feel chaotic and uncertain like now mm-hmm. i mean uh whether it's with the covid situation and uh, um, you know, even j- just listen to the language we use with COVID. It's, in other words, we wanted to, quote, get back to normal. In other words, 
We're, wherever we are now is not quite normal. So we want to get back to something, whatever that is. And, um, and so what, what we sometimes do is we take away our ability to simply, to simply be here now. And I'm not saying it's an easy thing, but it's a powerful gift if we're able to understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you because, I'm not sure that the quote-unquote normal that we were living before was so wonderful because you've been on the show several times before talking about the stress that people put themselves through. Well, it's interesting (laughs) that the the last uh, um, one, the shows I did, I mean, my shows, uh, the events I did in January, February, March of this year, you know, I, I, whether they're, I'm in front of healthcare workers and I'm in front of educational people and I'm in front of, uh, religious organizations, and in all of those instances, I'm there because people experience burnout, and they don't want to burn out. They they like to have part of their health, their interior life, be healthy, right? And so, every single one of them, when I say, "Do you have you felt exhausted, overwhelmed, etc.?" every every hand goes up, and they say, "We would like to have a life where we can." Um, make choices that nourish and replenish and refuel um, where, where we're not distracted and, and we're not, uh, we're not pulled and we're not overwhelmed. And by golly, if a, a month or two after that, they, <laughs> they had, <laughs> they had that opportunity. <laughs> so we right. have to be careful what we hope for and wish for and pray for, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I I was thinking I you know one of my favorite topics to talk about and to write about is compassion, and I know that's a right. really big topic of yours. And um, and I thought, especially right now, and you know when I invited you on, it was before, you know things got really tense, with, you know with George Floyd and all of that. It was it was just with the pandemic and. Um, I was feeling this this issue with with compassion was sort of dwindling away. Like people were compassionate at the beginning and wanting to take care of each other, and we were all in isolation together. And then it seemed that within a pretty short period of time, people were were lacking compassion and 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 talking as if it was all about them. Right. I'm going to be fine. So I'm going to go out and do whatever I want to do. Um, And so I I guess I was feeling sort of like in a crisis because it was like, what happened to all the compassion? So I said, I need to have Terry Hershey on the program talk about compassion. And then everything really got, you know, uh, brought to a head with George Floyd and, you know, Compassion seems to be like the main issue. So maybe you can, you can kind of help us with that. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting because I start, um, one, one thing our, our Western mindset wants to do is we want to think of compassion or anything as something outside of us that we need to add to our life. And we forget mm-hmm. that it's already there inside of us. And so we start, I start with this, and that is that compassion or care of any kind, whether it's compassion, empathy, giving, generosity, 
care of any kind begins with self-care. In other words, I can only begin well. Uh, the water can only come from a full well. And my mm-hmm. capacity to be available to those around me, to care and to give, is predicated on that part of me being, being uh, full, being nourished, my heart and my spirit. In other words, if, if, if it feels empty, then I'm a little bit detached. And when that happens, I live reactive. And when I live reactive, I live angry. And when I live mm-hmm. angry, I blame. I blame people. And so, so the first thing I do is that I'm starting out by wanting to have compassion, but I'm not drawing it from the inside. I'm thinking it has to come from the outside, like it's a good idea, kumbaya-ish, you know? Right. I think it's a good idea. And because it's not coming from the inside, and all of a sudden there's an emptiness there, then, I'm, then I react. I'm mad. I punch. I hit. I call names. I label people. And so mm-hmm. um, one of the things, one of the g- gifts that we need to be able to give each other is the, uh, an opportunity, because if someone says, I want to do something, my first question is, tell me how you are replenished. Um, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you a story. This is a great story um, um, that uh, Martin Luther King had a, a woman in his church. Her name was Mother Pollard. And Mother Pollard marched in all the, this was back when they did the marches having to do with busing primarily. And she marched uh-huh. in all of them with Dr. King. And, and she didn't want to miss any of the marches. And, and so one day Dr. King said to her, Mother Pollard, you're getting up in years. You know, why don't you sit this one out? And she said, no, I'm not going to sit this one out. And he said, well, I, you know, you might get tired. And this was her response. She said, Dr. King, my feet is tired, but my soul is rested. Mm-hmm. So compassion, in other words, the compassion did not come from the exhaustion she felt of her external world. Her internal world was full. And from right. that she had the from that she had the capacity. And the reason the reason is because if I feel full on the inside, I, I, you're not a threat to me. You can't mm-hmm. take something away from me. I don't need to be worried about whether you, uh, uh, whether you need to be my enemy or not. I, in other words, I don't need to play that game in my head with you. Right. I don't need you. I don't need you for my well-being. And I, now I, I'm capable now to to be there for you, even even if we don't know if we're friends yet. <laughs> right. Right. Right, and I did. I read, and I, I, you know, I had dog-eared the. This is the life, so that's what I do when I read. And I was like, let me see where this opens up to this page that I dog dog-eared, and it was about how people tend to close their heart because they're scared. They feel like they have to be that's right. Good. They have to. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Yeah. The uh, if I see. And if I look on the inside, if I don't trust, um, because self-care begins with trusting the me that I bring to the table here. And, mm-hmm. and if I don't trust that, then the fear, the fear wins, you know? Um, yeah, that's a, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing because people, uh, people all of a sudden, then they have to, they have to weigh and measure it. You know, okay, I want to, I want to care here or I want to get involved here, 
or I want to, you know, all of the things we say we want to do, but I'm not sure I have what it takes mm-hmm. because I, I don't trust. Um, I, it's the remarkable gift of, of, of when I, I, I think I tell, I don't know if I, I think I tell the story in this book or maybe it's another book about my grandmother and her swing set, even uh, during a time at the end of her life, when she was racked with cancer of every kind and life was not fun for her and life was not easier for her, but she was for me a sanctuary place, a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was remarkable about my grandmother at the time is she never stopped to ask the question, do I have enough to give here? She, she trusted that. And so she gave. Right. The question is, you know, um, how do we convince other people to be compassionate? How compassionate? How how do we get that message that it's really that it really is beneficial for ourselves to have that compassion to be willing to open our hearts because it's painful. Compassion, you know, we we're carrying other people's pain. Um, we have to make sacrifices. Maybe it means wearing a mask, even if we don't feel like we want to wear a mask, you know, that right. sort of thing. Um, how can we, you know, kind of get that message out that, that it actually feels good to be compassionate? <laughs> There's benefit. Um, yeah. The, um, the, um, there's a, a, a word in, in, uh, in South Africa, this is a, a, a um, Desmond Tutu talked about this when they um, did the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions um, in South Africa. And one of the words they used was a, was a word called Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U, Ubuntu. And mm-hmm. it, it, what it means in their language is, I am because we are. In other words, my existence is predicated on we as humanity. Right. And so I walk right. into this, I walk into this, there's no separation here. Um, and um, it's interesting, I have found, and now it just goes back to the thing about, in other words, if I don't feel replenished on the inside, then I feel there's something missing. The Ubuntu is saying that part of the replenishment is that, we start with a we, in other words, there's something we're working on together. But if I don't feel that, if I, if I feel there's something missing in me, then, then that's to your point about the selfishness. In other words, everything is, everything is reacting. Right. Every, everything is pushed against. Everything is, um, there, there's, there's never enough. And so, therefore, I, I, I need this. But if, if, if I feel my, my grandmother never said, son, you can't sit on the swing with me now. I'm sick. She never said, you can't sit on the swing with me now. There's not time. She never said, you can't sit on the swing with me now. Uh, this isn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. All, all the mm-hmm. things, all the things that I can say, I'm not about wearing, wearing a mask. That one always, always puzzled me. Right. It puzzles me. It, it, 
it, it puzzles me because the sign that says please wear a mask on on our store on our island that is right uh-huh. by the sign that says please wear wear a shirt and shoes and pants and no one seems to worry about that one. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never go out they never go out <laughs> and say, Hey, I want my rights to not wear pants here. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a but joke I, around Facebook saying, "I don't know why they kicked me out of the store. I wore the mask. They didn't tell me." Oh I had yeah, but nothing pants. else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was. It's an interesting thing that um, what would it mean if I started with Ubuntu that I am because we are um, that um, my capacity. To do that, um, um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, it's it's an interesting journey with both of those together. Uh, I have found that if I'm paying attention to my own self care, um, mm-hmm. um, then I tend to be in social situations less selfish. That's the irony because people say, well, right. if you're just taking care of yourself, that's selfish. No, you see, that's the difference. If I'm full, then in my encounters with you, I don't need to change you. If I am already full in my encounters with you, I don't need to fix you. If I'm full in my encounters with you, I don't need to make you an enemy. If I'm mm-hmm. full in my encounters with you, I don't need to react to you as if you as if you're a detriment to me. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Um, I was having this conversation earlier that, you know, when we support each other, it's, it feels good to help another person and have them help you and you're, you're doing it together. It doesn't, when you're awake, when you're aware, it doesn't feel good to know that you moved ahead by knocking someone else down. Yeah. I sort of yeah. I sort of wondered if maybe the fear was also a fear of being awake. <laughs> well, I I, mean, I think painful. that's I think I think you're right. Um yeah, I think you're right. Um mm-hmm. and, and and because that's not an easy thing to see or be aware of. Right. Right. To know that you got where you are because you had more privilege or you stepped on someone along the way or whatever it was. Um, yeah. And it's, it's the interesting thing about um, the, the replenishment part too. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm okay in, in with Terry in my, if I'm okay and my core, then that means I'm okay with the words, you know what, I I can learn. I'm okay with the words, uh, I can change. I'm okay with the words, um, I'm sorry. I'm okay with the words, we can do better. You know, in other words, right. none of that is a threat right. to me. If I'm not okay, anything of that is a threat to me. Right. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's the reactive part. See, right. uh, uh, someone who's replenished, someone who's healthy in their spirit is someone who, that's where humility lives lives and mm-hmm. becomes a place for, 
for healing and redemption and 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 right. and Ubuntu and Ubuntu. I am because we are. In other words, I mm-hmm. don't. There's there's no. This isn't a contest or a race. If it's we, there's no race. Mhm. Mhm. Right. And I, I agree. You can you can look and say, "Wow, I, I'm really sorry that that's what I did," or how now that I am in this position where I'm doing better than another person, maybe I could use that to help that other person, right? Right. To give them a hand up. Right. Absolutely. Mhm. Right. Mhm. And the the I mean that's the. the the compassion thing, in other words, is not because you said, what can I do to be compassionate? In other words, you automatically just see things that way now. Mm-hmm. What, what can be done that, that, is, that is the gift for us here? Right. Right. I guess my goal is to convince people that, you know, they're not going to lose something by being compassionate. They're, they have a lot to gain, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, opening your heart is actually a really powerful thing. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. And the, um, the, um, the wonderful thing about that is the, the, you know, the, the making space, that's the, the, um, uh, if I'm, if I'm, if, if I live, if I'm living life, you know, reactive and, and everything, and I push against everything, then that, then Mm -hmm. we're back to that overwhelmed, distracted life is already full. There's no space for it. Uh, part of compassion, I think, is making making space. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a discussion with someone, sort of a debate <laughs> with someone recently who felt that it was interesting because her view of compassion was that you, it should have boundaries and that you don't have to change when you have compassion that it shouldn't change you. And I felt quite the opposite that I'm always changing when I open my heart with compassion. I'm always looking at myself and wondering if there's something that I could do better. Um, right. There's something, some way that I could help that I think compassion automatically changes us. So. Yeah. Um Compassion makes us bigger in, in our this. That's the space thing in our spirit. It makes us bigger because that compassionate. I am because we are, and so my compassionate gesture with you and or with someone else only adds to my world. It doesn't take away from my world. Mm-hmm. Now it's another gift in my world. My world is bigger now. And so there's change to that. If I, if compassion is about not changing, my my world will never grow. Right. And and so right. that's um, that's pretty toxic. Um, and I I and 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 I would think, um, yeah, that's sad to me. 
Yeah, I was confused. And then I was thinking about it and realized that this person was confusing boundaries, the, the important boundaries that we need to have with the boundaries around our compassion. So, um, of course, we have boundaries, right? We, if we have compassion for someone, it doesn't mean that it's okay for them to beat us up, right? We have yeah, those that, kind of boundaries. Correct. <laughs> right, we can say, right. hey, you know, I understand that you're in pain, but you don't need to take out your pain on me. That's a, that's a boundary. Correct. Um, yeah. Or a boundary that I'm not you, so I know that where I end and you begin. So I know that I can try to understand your experience as much as possible, but I didn't actually have your experience. Right. And so in a way, I think that's a positive boundary for the other person as well, because you're kind of stealing their experience from them. If you say, well, yeah, I, I understand you so much that it's as if I went through it and I'm a victim. Oh, right. Is needed. Right. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. Um, So I understand those boundaries. (laughs) Yeah, but that's different yeah. than having a boundary around compassion and not being willing to change and look at yourself. Right, and the boundary about um, yeah, the boundary about not having someone use or abuse you makes sense. But it's a compassionate thing to say to someone. Um, you, you, there's other ways for you to use your anger than on me. You know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so we, we we can find that space for you. Um, right. Yeah. You know, I think in terms of like, you know, the mask issue, and that's how it came up in that discussion was, you know, I can have compassion that you feel afraid to go to a store where people aren't wearing masks, but that doesn't mean that I need to wear a mask. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I see. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's not really compassion. Right. <laughs> no, or, it's a, it's a, it, yeah. it, the curious one with the mask thing is that it's not really inconvenient. Um, not really. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit uncomfortable. But, it's well, hot. But it's not, in, yeah. but it's not really inconvenient in that sense. I mean, it doesn't really stop me from doing anything. It doesn't put me out. Um, so right. that's the odd part. And I know, I know that if, I know that if I was, if I was a part of a medical team, then it would happen. Was, I was part of a medical team and I walked into the, to the medical surgery room and, and didn't have the proper, proper um, clothing or set, uh, uh, garments on that, that everything would shut down. And, no, I wouldn't exactly. think that way. I would, I would think, what can I do to make sure this is the healthiest environment we can have? And so, what can I do? And so, this, this, it goes for all of the things. What can I do to create an environment to for those who don't have to get through? What can I do to create an environment for those who are struggling to get through? What can I do to create an environment? Um, for those who are um, um, who are uh, susceptible, um, I mean, for example, mm-hmm. I'm 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 over 65 and I have asthma, so I am mm-hmm. 
I am on that list. I'm on the short list for people. Right. I don't want COVID. I don't want COVID. Right. So, I mean, that's a personal thing for me, but, um, but my son is, he's only, you know, uh, 21. He wears a mask because he doesn't want his dad to die. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I bet, you know, you also wear a mask because you don't want, you know, the elderly community member who you don't even know down the, in the other side of town to die. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking (laughs) because we, we make masks and give them out here, but I think we should make a mask that just says, has that word on it, Ubuntu on it. I am because we are. Mhm. That's the mask. Right. I'm wearing this mask because we are. And it's not about fear because the other person probably doesn't even know whether you're wearing a mask or not. They don't may not even see you. No. But but our but that's the thing with this virus is that it affects other people even if they never meet us. It, you know the the spread of it just is like geometric <laughs> yeah so. that's true yeah and there's mm-hmm. so much that i don't know that uh, that uh in many ways i i i i i want to err on the side of not just it's not just caution i'm erring on the side on but i want to err on the side of well-being what choices mm-hmm. will i make that will be for for the well-being of those around me um and 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 that's I, you know, I want that to be a, a measuring stick for choices that I make. Right, right. And I, I love that you wrote in your blog on June first. You wrote, um, "There's nothing small. There's nothing small about compassion." Mm. So, mm. you know, I think we all feel, and even those of us who are like. You know, yeah, we want to be compassionate and we want to do, we want to change the world. But sometimes we feel a little overwhelmed that we can't change the world. But I felt very um, heartened to read that, that there's nothing small about compassion. It, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and it's it's a remarkable thing about um, the the gestures. I think of the, the gestures um I mean, I go back to the educational teaching things, the little gestures that were made. And I, I say this just as a, a framework for the, what you just said about compassion. Students talk years and years later about the, this person that made a difference in their lives because they did something for them that, in a sense, was very compassionate. And, mm-hmm. and, you, know, and you know, whenever the teacher's honored 30, 40 years after, the, they never remember that incident. In other words, it was that small. Right. And yet it changed some. It, and yet it changed somebody's life. Right. In other words, they didn't. They didn't do it to get an award. They didn't do it to be important. They didn't do it because a book told them to do it. They did it because it spilled from something inside of their heart. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, I've heard stories about people who. Um, were planning to commit suicide, and then somebody said something or did something that showed them compassion in that moment, and that was what 
um, gave them to will the will to keep on living. And the person who did it had no idea that they did it until, Correct. you know, Absolutely. they heard, Absolutely. heard that story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And it could be something as minor as just starting a conversation with someone and being really, you know, like showing that you care. You know, just how are you doing today? When someone yeah, feels yeah, really yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, this is a story I told about the little girl that comes home and she's crying and the mom says, What's wrong? She says, Oh, my, my best friend her cat died and and it was her favorite cat and I'm I'm a terrible friend. She says, Why are you a terrible friend? Because I didn't know what to say, I didn't know the right answers, so I'm not a very good friend. <laughs> she said, Well, that's too bad, honey. Then what'd you do? She said, I just held her hand and cried with her all day. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, <laughs> in other words, she wasn't even thinking that she was thinking she did the, the wrong thing, right? And yet, right. The, no, there's nothing small about compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's really powerful. And you know, um, and compassion is what gets us to move to actually take more action when it's needed. Yes. Yeah. Be- yeah, because and because we see when we see those things that happen to us, when we see that that seed is planted in us, compassion toward us, um, then there's an empowerment, you know, to 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 let to spill that again to someone else around us. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I, you know, I've witnessed I I know there's been a lot of research on even just witnessing other people being compassionate and how it, it impacts us to want to be compassionate. Oh, well, I well, that would make sense to me. I mean, yeah. any any story I read about it or see about it, I instantly it instantly does my heart good, recalibrates mm-hmm. my day. And, you know, and I say, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, all the stories that you're telling people about (laughs) compassion is inspiring people to be compassionate. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they've, we've all got what it takes. It's not, there's not a, there's not a special compassion team waiting on the sidelines. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so Terry, um, you've written all these really wonderful books and blogs, and you have your courses, and um, you know, and they, you know, a lot of it is filled with these stories of compassion and also being present and filling ourselves up. Um, so, if so, how can listeners? Find all of that and read your, read those stories from you and learn how to fill themselves up. Well, if if they go to, thanks, I appreciate it. Um, if they go to Terry, TerryHershey.com, T-E-R-Y-H-E-R-S-H-E-Y, like chocolate.com, they can uh-huh. get Sabbath, Mom, Sabbath Moment, which is my, my Monday blog, storytelling, um, that will come out tomorrow. I haven't written it yet. I'm a little late. Um, uh, but the other thing is I have two e-courses that I've made free during this time because some people don't necessarily have the money wherewithal. One's called The Power of Pause, which is about self-care, and the other's called Sacred Necessities. 
which is about the things that the choices we can make that are life giving. And those are both free. So that it's on the website. They can just sign up for them. Um, either of those e-courses and or the Sabbath moment. Um, and it's easy to do at terryhershey.com. And then my books Great. are all there too. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll, I'll post that on my um, post about this program on my website. So people can go there and just click on it. If they missed it. Well, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. And I'm looking forward to, to when your journal, the journal comes out, because I think that would be a great, I think that's a great way to find, you know, remind ourselves to be present. Thank you. So and I was, I was it's, interesting that, it's interesting that we're talking at the event I was supposed to be at next week was in San Antonio, Texas. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, too bad, because maybe I would have gone to see you. <laughs> then we could have had this conversation in person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. You know, at some point we'll be traveling again. That's true. Okay. Anyway, thanks for doing what you do. Keep spilling the light. That, and the big yes, thing is just having having the conversations like you're having is have start having the conversation because, you know, the small seed is planted and you never know. Right. Right. Just have to keep keep doing it. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the program this evening. And um, and let's stay in touch. I'd love to have you come back and maybe at that point we'll be in a different place. <laughs> yeah, that's Traveling great. Again. Anyway, yep. thanks for all you do. All right. You have a good evening. All right. See you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. We have more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And um, before we go on to the next segment, to Bendatis, the Bay of Bendatis, um, I just want to fill you in on a couple of pieces of news. I was recently interviewed by Clayton Tucker, who is a young candidate running for Senate here in Texas, and he had me on his Facebook Live um, show because he has an interest in mental health. And so we discussed, we didn't talk politics, even though he's you know, a, a candidate for a political office, we talk mental health. And so if you'd like to watch that interview, you can go to my Facebook page, um, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, and you can watch that whole interview there. And it will be posted on my website as well um, later to e- this evening or tomorrow morning when I have a chance to do all of that. 
I also was interviewed by Robert McPhee for Excellent Decisions. Um, He has a podcast, The X About Living a Passionate Life. And that interview was right at the beginning of the lockdown during this pandemic, but it's just gone live. So that is also now on my Facebook page and will be on my website by tomorrow morning. Um, That was a really interesting interview as well. So you might want to catch that and talk about not just my story, but about how to live a passionate life. A lot of what I talk about here on the program and with regard to living a passionate life, I will be launching a new consulting program online on telehealth, um, helping people um, who are feeling a little bit lost right now that things have changed and they were going in one direction and now the direction, that direction doesn't look like it's going to go for a while and they're sort of trying to reconnect to their passion. So um, I will be launching that starting July 1st. So if people are interested in that, you can check out my website and find out more information about that or contact me. And I also am working on um, a low-cost e-course about living a passionate life. And um, so that will be launching as soon as it's complete. These things take a lot longer than I had originally planned. But all of this, I I think, is part of the whole topic of getting back to our passion or reconnecting to our passion, even during this time when things are different than we expected them to be. Um, I think what Terry said at the very beginning is that rather than talking about getting back to normal, actually being in the here and now and looking at this is normal for now. I mean, everything always, the the world is always changing, always changing. If we look back a decade ago, it was a different normal and we didn't have a pandemic to change it. It just changed. So things are always changing and, and to find our way to connect to our passions, even when things unexpectedly change like they have now is really important. And, and connecting to passion, it's all tied together. When we open our heart and we have compassion for other people, then um, that helps us to reconnect to our own passion because it feels really good to help another person through compassion and not to just pick and choose who we have compassion for, but to be open to having compassion for even for people who we didn't expect to have compassion for. I mean, that's really, um, really powerful, more powerful than anything else. And when we have that openness to compassion, it opens us to stronger, more intense feelings of of joy and and vitality. So, you know, um, the opening our hearts op- opens our hearts to everything, not just um, one emotion. So um, I think it's all tied together. It's all related to reconnecting or connecting in the first place 
to our passion. And we can do this at any time. It doesn't matter how old we are. We're starting from wherever we are, and we can decide today that we're going to open our hearts more. We're going to find our way to connect to our passion and our joy and to our compassion and to our light. So um, I'm going to end that here and maybe continue with that topic next time. And we're going to play a little music from our producer, Art Mendoza, and go to our interview with the twins, Minerva and Ruben, in Day of Vendettas, Mexico. Watch me send it, he lies in his hand and teaches stories how to live, and he knows how to live. because Punta Mita is right near Puerto Vallarta and it's on the Bay of Bandadas. And last week we met Minerva and Ruben who live on the Bay of Bandadas and they talked about what a little bit about the Pacific coast of Mexico. And now for from now on, every couple of weeks or so, they will be joining us again to talk about what is happening in this tourist Mecca on the west coast of Mexico, Bay of Bandera. So here we go to Minerva and Ruben. And now we're going to Banderas Bay in Mexico to have another interview with the twins, Ruben and Minerva. Hello, Ruben. Hello, Minerva. Hola. 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 How have you been since we last spoke? How's the weather down there? 
In the yeah. moment, it's hot, but we are expecting rain to start by the end of June. Is it the rainy season? Not yet. Why don't we start with the city of Puerto Vallarta? Can you tell us about Puerto Vallarta? The city was founded in December 21, 1851. Population is around 500,000. Now for the movie Night of the Iguana. Today, Vallarta has grown about over the years. It has become a modern city with more than 15,000 occupations. It has been much modernized, but at the same time, it has kept the old Mexican flavor intact. Natural beauty is well preserved. Where can tourists go that's really special? If they, if they go about 30 minutes south on Highway 200, they will get to the Vallarta Botanical Garden. It has one main ward and open right now until November. It was created in 2005. It has become one of the main attractions of Puerto Vallarta for its great variety of the best known plants in the garden are orchids. They exhibit at least 300 of the more than 1,000 native species of Mexican orchids. The Malecon is one of the attractive places of Puerto Vallarta because it has sculptures, restaurants, and shops of the edge of the beach and a beautiful view of the city. In 2011, the Malecon was renovated and vehicles were banned so that people can enjoy more of, more of the road. Thanks so much for the information. We've been talking with the twins on Bay of Vendettas, Ruben and Minerva. I can't wait until next week. Bye. Adios. Until next time. Adios. Adios! Yay! <laughs> All right. So that was Minerva and Ruben in Bay of Vendatas, Mexico. And we'll be speaking with them in the future so they can tell us what's happening down there. And now we have, just for a moment, we have Eva with us. And today is Eva's seventh birthday. Happy birthday, Eva. Want to say something? Um into the phone. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How is it going for your seventh birthday? Pretty good. Yeah, did you get a lot of presents? Uh-huh, and I have a lot more at home. Oh. <laughs> because my mom said that there would be a lot of packages coming for my birthday. Ah, very nice. And any, I know you got a camera. Mm-hmm. Polaroid camera, you've been taking pictures. Yep. Yeah. And we discovered a new passion of yours yesterday, didn't we? Sing rock? Mm-hmm. And you wrote, what did you write on your list of what you're going to do? Um, To get a book to learn about rocks and get a, like a, like a, a little test so I can keep 
all the rocks I collect in there. Yep. And I want to tell you a little secret. That inspired me to get a book about rocks and to start looking around at all the different kind of rocks here in central Texas. So people can be inspired to a new passion at any time, right? Mm-hmm. Fun. All right. Well, thank you, and happy birthday. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Okay. Bye, Eva. All right. We're going to end the show, and before we do, let let everybody know what's happening next week. Uh, Let's see. Next week, we'll be back live. It's uh, June 21st, next Sunday, first day of summer. And we'll be back on another show live from here in Austin, Texas. And this time we'll be joined from Minnesota by social worker, writer, meditation teacher, and author of The Zen Path Through Depression, Phil Martin. And Phil will join us to discuss the Zen path through this difficult time. And we'll also be talking with close friends and the musical duo Ragtop made up of Renee and Jim Oliphant to see what they've been up to during this downtime in music during the pandemic. And we'll discuss, I'll be discussing more about living this passionate life. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and read my blog, find out more about everything I was talking about and get the uh, link to Terry Hershey's website, go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and all of that will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear this program again by going to directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And you can listen in as soon as five minutes from now. You can also hear it in as soon as five minutes from now on Apple Podcasts. And for information about upcoming shows, Follow me on Facebook, Damara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guests, Terry Hershey, Minerva, and Ruben in Bay of Bandadas. And, of course, thank you to Eva and happy birthday. And, of course, again, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 